0: Did you know that Kevin Conroy, the legendary voice talent best known as the title character on Batman the Animated Series, is on Cameo? Cameo is a service that allows fans to pay for short video messages from celebrities. Did you know that Kevin Conroy charges $75 on Cameo? That's pretty reasonable. Did you know that you can also pay for ads on Cameo? Those are more expensive. Kevin Conroy charges $750 for an endorsement. I didn't know that. That's too goddamn expensive. I'm Will Nutter, not Kevin Conroy. Listen to my podcast, The Breezeway, Or give me $750 and I'll have Kevin Conroy do this ad.
1: WNQA
2: Greetings and welcome to the special 100th episode of WMQ&A. I'm Matt Lazowitz, and today I am your gamesmaster—not the X-Men villain, mind you. Nope. Today we are running a special one-off real-play RPG episode, introducing my co-host and best friend Dan Grote to the joys of tabletop role-playing. Huzzah! I have no idea what I'm doing! <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be gentle. Um, for those of you who are role players, I'm using a modified version of 5th uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons in a setting that I've created myself called Pax Magica. It is a world that exists as the modern world, but eight years after magic came back. Suddenly, one day, everybody woke up and technology was wonky. Not all of it, but some of it. And there were people who could now cast magic. There were also people who suddenly woke up and it turned out that they had some sort of magical creature in their heritage. And so now they are magical creatures. There are elves and dwarves and dragonborn and halflings and all sorts of things. And... It's especially interesting because these are people who were born human and are now different. So the world has changed a lot in the course of eight years. But I'm shooting for more of a Hopepunk vibe than post-apocalyptic. So we're in a world that has adjusted to the return of magic. And I'm not sure if it's 100% a better world, but it's definitely not a worse world for the return of magic. Uh, some details of the world will be explained as we go. Otherwise, just picture an urban fantasy setting with you know, that as the core concept and we'll be good to go. Um, both of our players today are members of the Troubleshooters Guild. They are basically the BPRD. These are the people who police magic. Um, let me introduce our players. First up is Dan Grote. Say hi, Dan, and tell the folks at home a little about your character
3: okay so uh i am playing a rogue uh ma- investigator i don't have magical abilities myself i am a human uh but uh i'm pretty sneaky and i'm good at detective stuff so the way i see it um i don't have a name do i, I the, the just name is ask. up to you <laughs> sorry Shoot. i forgot to say that the name is up to you all right so we're gonna we're gonna come back to that um <laughs> I'm going to just tell the, 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 the waiter I need another minute for my order. But uh, what I'm envisioning uh, personality-wise is a cross between... Well, first of all, Matt sort of introduced my character to me as, as Fantasy Magnum P.I. So keeping that in mind, I'm thinking it's sort of a combination of Magnum, Thomas Magnum, uh, Pete Wisdom, and uh, Jenner Falls from the Image Comics series Fair Lady, canceled before it's time. So while we introduce... Our second player, I'm going to think of a name.
1: May I
3: have a pen? Yes. Yes, (laughs) Uh, of course. (laughs) Uh, Our
2: second player for the day, the second half of our buddy cop comedy, is returning guest, Veronica. Uh, You may remember Veronica from an episode where she came on. We talked about Captain Marvel and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Veronica and I go back a long time, and she is an experienced role player. So hit it, Veronica. Tell us about your character. Introduce yourself and tell us about your character.
4: (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Veronica. Um, I, I'm allowed to write on
3: this, right? Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. yours.
4: <laughs> I can give you a pencil if that's more...
3: No, that's okay. I'm <laughs> good.
4: Commitment. I love it. Um, all right, so Sloane Covington-Witt is a wizard. Um, she comes from a privileged New England family and... Um, family of, of lawyers and, and a law firm uh, that was basically in, in service, as it turns out, to a Duke of Hell, so literally devil's advocate type of situation, um, and she got a sense of, of that um, old warlock pact at some point uh, in undergrad, and she, w- she was expected to go in the, in the family tradition and law school and all of that and then she ended up uh, when magic came back it turned out that she alone in her entire family had elvish ancestry and suddenly had all of these elvish traits pop up which really put into, into question the um, Covington dash wit arrangement and a lot of um, whatever would have been her inheritance both magically and literally. So she ended up taking that opportunity to peace out of that family. And as she went, she stole one of the ancestral tomes and opened up a bunch of, of jars and released maybe some magical prisoners out back out into the world and became a wizard. So now she's she's partnered up with our named, named rogue.
3: Detective Wallace Sampson. Oh, love it. There we go. So, now that
2: you've met our characters, let's set the scene. It is a Monday morning, and our two heroes have just been teleported to a bank in a big city. I'm not going to go into details on which big city, because that would have required all sorts of research into a real-world city that I didn't really have the time or inclination to do right now. But picture your typical New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, modern big city. So Vancouver. Yes! (laughs) Yes, if we were filming this, definitely Vancouver. Um, The two have arrived outside a bank, a typical branch bank. And standing outside is a very nervous and agitated looking elf. He's arms are crossed he's tapping his foot he's looking around it is early the bank would normally open at a normal 8.30 or 9 o'clock it is probably 8 o'clock shortly before the bank would open and this elf in a well tailored suit is clearly not happy he sees our players arrive and gestures at them to follow him As he opens the door to the bank and quickly ushers them in. Well, it
3: took you long enough to get here. You do realize what time it is, right? Like, neither of us had coffee yet. Banker's hours are what they are.
2: Now, you are are the troubleshooters, correct? Yes.
4: Wouldn't it be funny if we were some other guild, though? Just popped in. Sorry, good morning. (laughs) I'm (laughs) Sloan.
2: Hello, hello, um, I, I, I'm Martin, Martin Jameson, I'm the bank manager. Have you been told why you were sent here?
4: We were briefed on the robbery, Mr. Jameson, is there anything else we should know?
2: Well, follow me. Um, Jameson, seeming a slight bit less agitated now that action has begun to be taken on his case, Um, begins to lead our protagonists through the bank, through the lobby, back behind the counters, and into the vault. Uh, The vault is not what one would expect of a bank vault, as the large metal door that would open into the vault has a giant human-sized plus human-sized hole melted in it. And Jameson steps into the vault and gestures around at the complete
3: absence of money within.
2: Do you see?
3: I yes I see the absence of money. (laughs) It's This bank was closed on
2: Saturday as normal with the the, the vault full. The vault was full and now someone came in here and there's nothing now. So there
4: wasn't any sort of event, no hostages, none of that. They just came and went.
2: They must have come at some point. Well, we actually have a decent idea of when they arrived anyway. There's Mm -hmm. footage. But... I see. We don't know exactly how long they took because somehow also the alarms didn't go off. Matter of fact, we have an idea on that as well. It's all very magical. Interesting. F- f- follow me. Uh, Jameson now leads you out of the vault and into his office. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is In the office, there's a large... Man in a security guard's uniform, standing, and you've also, along the way, passed a janitor who is outside, going from office to office, emptying trash cans. Um, The Jameson sits down. (laughs) Oh dear,
3: this is terrible. People will be here any time and don't have any cash. You know what it's like to be a bank without any cash? I know what it's like to be a human without any cash.
4: You're insured, right, Mr. Jameson?
3: Yes, we are insured, but we also pay the troubleshooters
2: to deal with these type of problems. Mm. I would sooner not have to deal with the insurance premium changes if the payment that we make to you can get us, get this taken care of. Richard! we're here. The large man in the security uniform nods his head. This is Richard Marks. He is our head of security. Um, Richard, show them the video. Uh, Richard takes a a television with a VCR. Um, Part of this world, by the way, is that digital recording does not tend to capture supernatural or magical beings. So we have gotten back to the
3: old school... Walkmen, VHS, and camcorders. Which is why the head of security is named after uh, early 90s uh, soft rock singer Richard (laughs) Marx. Yeah. So the cameras,
2: well, they all got taken out pretty quick. Uh, We found the call box that links us to the alarm system, and it was frozen and the cables were shattered so nothing was able to transmit out mm-hmm. from outside then we came in and the security cameras were still up at least the first one was and we got this you he presses play on the VCR the you see the camera which had been fixed at a spot above a back entrance to the bank knocked open and in this world you've all learned to not necessarily assume that someone who looks a certain way would or would not have specific physical attributes because of magical creatures but what walks in is appears to be a maybe 15 year old human girl who is probably not strong enough to physically knock open that door. Mm -hmm. However, what she does seem to have the ability to do is she kind of turns and looks at this sort of wide, wide eyes and kind of loopy smile, gestures up, and a gout of flame fires from her hand, and then the camera just dies. They got every camera like that in the building. Most of the time at this point, they weren't even caught. I got to assume it was a day anyway, because the amount of cash that was in here, it had to have weighed half a ton. Mm. There's no way that she could have carried it all out. Somebody would have caught it. There's no teleportation circles that were drawn here. So, if they used some sort of magic, it's nothing like we've seen before.
4: Sure. All right. Um, And who was the staff working
2: place was empty it was it's sunday benches any, closed anyone
4: clean on cleaning staff
2: no no jimmy jimmy came in this morning like normal he was the first one in he's the sure. janitor he he discovered it and he called called the boss and he called me and we all got here we've even we told the rest of the staff to not come in because we don't want this getting out i do expect your discretion on this matter
4: so the staff don't know about it?
2: No, not as far as we know unless one of them was involved. But oh. we just told them that there was a gas leak and that we would call them when the bank was safe to come in. Interesting. Mm. I mean, I told Jimmy to go home, but he's diligent. He decided to stay and just do his work. Jimmy, he, I've known Jimmy for years. He's not somebody you can he's not he's not involved in this.
4: All right. Well, um, I'm we're not gonna jump to conclusions, no. Mr. Jameson. We would like to talk to Jimmy. Um b- because in the uh rare event that this was somehow aided from the inside, it would be good to get a sense of if if anything he'd seen or sensed from somebody else acting off
3: if you do
2: desire it I seriously don't think he's He's about as normal a human as there is. He's never shown any signs of any sort of magic.
4: Sure, but any detail that he noticed, anything he could have seen or remembered would help us.
2: Fine. Richard, bring Jimmy to one of the other offices and have him wait for our kind troubleshooters.
3: Is there anything else you would need? Uh, I'd like more information about. Well, yeah, there's that also. Uh, But I'd like. I'll take another look at that door and see how it was. uh, See how they gained access. The outside door? Certainly. certainly. The vault door. The vault door. Yes, that as well.
2: You have free reign of this establishment until you have completed your investigation. Great. I have to call my district manager here. Richard, provide the troubleshooters with anything they request. Whatever you say, boss. Uh, Janison sits down behind his desk, picks up the landline, and calls out. Marks, gestures for you to follow him, closes the door behind him. My vicious little prick. <laughs> Sorry, but he's not been here very long, and he's kind of a pain in pandy.
3: The the manager is is recent yeah yeah what happened to the last one promotion he's the district manager now Yeah. Ah. okay well that makes sense
2: yeah. Jameson came here from another branch he's just I'm sure listen I'll be honest I was I was on the job for twenty years took my twenty took did started doing this to make a little extra mm-hmm. got my pension I don't think. Jameson. you were law
3: enforcement before
2: this? Yeah. Mm. Yep. I don't think Jameson's involved. I practically shit a brick when he saw that vault.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, He doesn't seem like the type of person who could uh, uh, keep a hold of that kind of a big secret.
2: Now, I, my job here requires a certain degree of discretion. But... And I... I I'm good at my job, and I'm not going to break that those confidences. But Jimmy's a drinking buddy of mine. And Jimmy, he don't have to keep those same kind of confidences. So you might want to ask him a couple of questions about exactly what might have been taken. Let me just say that. Let okay. me bring you to my office. That's where Jimmy's waiting.
0: Thank you, Mr. Marks. Okay,
2: I'll bring him to you. Mm-hmm. He brings you to uh, a room with banks of televisions, not uh, huge banks, but a few TV, TVs, files, uh, HR stuff. You know everything that a head of security would need. I mean, this is a substantial bra- uh, bank branch. I mean, we're not talking, you know, the the mint here, but it's got a large number of people, mm-hmm. both employees and account holders, who are coming in here every day. Mm-hmm. Probably why like Jameson is. "Quote unquote," shitting a brick. Um, yeah. So, Mark's heads out, and a couple minutes later comes in with Jimmy, who is a late middle-aged white guy who, somewhat stooped, but you know, seems pleasant enough. He, he's not; he doesn't seem nervous. He he seems like. This might not be the his first rodeo on something. He, and so he comes in. You mind if I sit down? Please. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. It's your bank. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I think uh, you, you might want to say I wouldn't want you to say that in front of the manager. He oh, he would not be terrible pleased you say this was my bank. I don't <laughs> think he's ever looked at me you know more than twice. But yeah, thanks. I've been here longer than him. I've been here longer than pretty much anybody. I've been working the janitorial service for this bank chain for, you know, somewhere I think, what am I at, 11 years? 10, 11 years? I, I, I cleaned this, this branch and a whole bunch of the other ones. Wow. Where were you before this? Oh, before this? I, I've been doing custodial janitorial for years, you know, but f- freelance, I, 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 I've worked for different firms, but this bank, they were hiring somebody specifically, to, you know... Worked all their branches that somebody could pass a background check. And, hey, I got no, I got no beef with nobody. Got no mm-hmm. beef with the law. So I figured I'd try it out. And, hey, 11 years later, here I am cleaning up all these branches. Okay. I
4: got to say, Jimmy, um, I, I, I know the types of people that work in banking. And I know the types of um, clients that these guys have. And you must have the patience of a saint to deal with that on a day-to-day basis.
3: Especially that Mr. Jamison. Yeah, he's a prick. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you guys aren't me. afraid of being honest. I like that. Don't <laughs> pull me punches on this.
2: You know, first thing my old man ever taught me. My old man, he was a truck driver. He drove rigs. First thing my old man ever taught me was that the, you can tell how somebody is in real life and how they really are based on how they treat the janitor.
1: hmm
2: because, you know, if you, you, you uh, what, what was it, he who treats the least of us, and, and people always think that we're the least, but we hear stuff. We hear all sorts of stuff. So, what, yeah. are, you, what are you hearing? Well, keep it between all of us. Uh, that fault, that wasn't the most important thing that got taken. last
3: Say more right now. <laughs> uh,
2: um, well, you know, Jameson's trying to keep it quiet because this could get some trouble from some of them high muckety muck clients that you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's hired you guys as sort of a backup or called you in. He already hired some private freelancers to look into this as
0: well ah.
2: because somebody also broke into a bunch of the safe deposit boxes.
0: Interesting. Where,
2: where they? i didn't hear that much i just heard him talking but they didn't like melt into there or anything they just somehow he was after he saw this he went he went in there and everything looked right but he checked a couple of them boxes and they was empty some of them still some of them still he hasn't been able to check we got a lot of them boxes but he was checking and a few of them have been been you know it out
4: any commonalities between
2: them not that I know I I, I I don't got that much information I just know that I heard him on the phone talking to somebody saying that you better send along some more people because the, 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 the somebody's you know rich folk they ain't gonna be happy that their stuff's gone
4: so the stuff is gone but it doesn't appear to be broken into
2: yeah it, it, it seems like somebody might have done this you know, I am I'm not a professional like you you folk,
0: but I, I watch Columbo,
2: I, I watch you know Magnum and all these shows. I know that you know I think somebody might have you know taken all that money. That might have been a distraction.
4: Absolutely,
2: they might have been after whatever was in those boxes. Mm. Who knows? It could be magic stuff. It could be gems. It could be anything. I don't know. Jimmy,
4: you are very astute. Well, you I know. think those eleven years uh, working here and watching all of that uh, Colombo really done you good.
2: Thanks, thanks a lot. Anything else? Because I, I I still got to finish my, 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 my work around here. Sure. Um, I I'm really
4: curious about figuring out whose boxes are broken into, but I want to make sure that we don't get you into trouble by implicating that. So.
2: I, I don't think Jameson even would think it was me Jameson he, he never looks at me he never even realizes I'm there gotcha I mean I, I, I'd watch out you know, make sure just make make sure he doesn't think it was Rick because Rick could get into some real trouble of course but but he's not even going to think it was me because he wouldn't even notice that I was outside cleaning you know emptying out his secretary's trash when he was having this little conniption on the phone with whoever he was
3: talking to
4: we'll make sure that you and Rick can stay drinking buddies thanks
3: hey just out of curiosity, when you were going through the trash this morning, did... I mean, obviously, you saw the empty vault, and you know about the safety deposit boxes, but anything out of the ordinary in the trash? Or do you even look down?
2: I... I don't look down. I mean, I got... The, I, I still got the bags. I figured... Yeah, I, I mean... I know I probably should have left it for, you know, the cops and you, but Jameson was beside himself, was screaming that I needed to clean up, and... You know, or that, that I should go home or do my job, and I, I'm sure if he if I'd gone home and not done the job, he would have found some way to dock my pay. Mm-hmm. So I just I you know put my head down. And I did what I what he what he told me, but I kept the trash bags. They, they, they are okay. all separate. So if you, you you need to go through them, they'll be there. Okay. Thanks, folks.
4: Thank you, Jimmy.
2: Jimmy gets up, walks out the door, closes it behind him. Now it's up to you two to start deciding what you want to investigate next
3: uh i want to go back into the vault and take a look around i mean i know there's nothing there but i want to check the door um we
4: need to know what was in those what was taken from those safety deposit boxes also that and who the clients are
3: why don't we go look at the safety boxes first
4: yeah um was there a I guess we'd have to talk to Jameson to find out who the clients are and what was what was taken out of them. He must have a ledger.
2: Uh, ro- uh, Veronica, roll me an investigation, a history check actually, because you would have some knowledge from your family.
4: Not super great, but that's a 15.
2: Good enough to know... Well, Jameson could tell you the clients. Mm-hmm. There is the distinct possibility he will not be able to tell you what is in the boxes. Okay. That type of stuff is... Confidential. confidential to right. the client. He, he might know because it does require multiple keys, but often... Yeah. The people are... The bank employees leave before the person opens the box to deposit whatever it is. Yeah. So it is, would not be necessarily hugely suspicious if Jameson did not know what was in the boxes.
4: Yeah, so long as I, I could... I guess I'll have to go over to him and, and get his ledger and get a list of the, the clients. That's fine. Um, do you want... I can do that while you continue to look unless you need my magic in the vault.
3: Yeah, let's let's do that. Split up. That's a good plan.
4: Better now than later.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so we're going to do... You're going to... Jameson, you're going to the vault. Correct. All right, Let's go to the vault first. All right. Um, you walk back to the vault. The... You see the burned open-ness of the vault. Mm-hmm. Um, roll perception... Um, and which? G20. So the, the yep. And add the modifier for perception. All
3: right. So that's, all right. That's
2: a six. Well, it's a big, melty metal thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. It, it's somewhat raw. And, this was not like an, you can, from even that, you can tell this was not like an acetylene torch. Mm-hmm. This was, in all likelihood, magical. Yeah, I
3: mean, if they froze the cables and... And, and someone melted did see the camera, melt the camera. Yeah, that's not surprising. So, uh, you look at the door.
2: Do you want to enter the vaults? Yes. Okay. The vault is empty. There is a door at the back of the vault that would lead into those safe deposit boxes. Ah, vaults within the vaults. Yes. Um, the, the, this... Usually, there's probably a secondary entrance to the safe deposit boxes from another side because you're not going to necessarily bring the clients in through the vault. Mm-hmm. But all that vault space is linked together. This is something you would know as having been law enforcement at one point or another. Um, so, you see an empty vault and you see that door. Mm-hmm. Um, just Now, uh, roll Investigation. Investigation...
3: For a good detective, I'm crappy at rolling. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, well, eight.
2: Okay.
4: Um, you can wait for me to get in there. I'm and gonna see make you
2: get one, a pair of One more. Of ice. One more. You, you, I'm giving you one more shot. Perception. Let's perception. See if we can. Our, well, the investigation check or perception check would have worked on this. Oh, oh my. Okay, so yeah, I rolled four <laughs> with a nat, nat one. Nat one. Well, you can't necessarily botch a skill check. Uh, yeah, that was pretty close. Um,
4: Yeah, you're you're bleary-eyed from your lack of caffeine.
2: Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, at this point, Richard walks in and hands you a cup of coffee. Ah, Richard
3: Marks, thank you so much. (laughs) It's like
2: you were right here waiting for me. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, you see a big empty room. Um, There doesn't seem, I mean, there are various racks that would have held bills, they're empty. I mean, there, there are... There is some money left in that there are scattered bills here and there. But right. there's not, you know, big stack... like Anything that was a big stack of money... Anything that would have allowed the Joker to, you know, slide down it like a water
3: slide, a la The Dark Knight, <laughs> is not here anymore. Yes, no, this is the opposite of Scrooge McDuck's vault. Yes. No one's going swimming in here or they'll bang their head on the, on the ground. Yes. Um,
2: you can... So is there anything now that you want to do now that you have not
3: particularly seen anything? This empty vault is showing me nothing. I sure do hope Sloan has had better luck <laughs> investigating the safety deposit boxes.
2: Yes, sir. I'll, I'll make sure it's taken care of. I've already called in the troubleshooters. They're here now. Thank you, sir. No, no, sir. It, it will be taken care of. I, I swear. I know exactly what, what's going on. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you later. Oh, dear me. Ah, uh, yes. Ms.
4: Ah, yes. Uh, Mr. Jameson, I don't believe I've properly introduced myself. Uh, my name is Sloane Covington-Witt of the Connecticut Covingtons and the New Hampshire Wits. I'm sure you've heard of us.
2: Yes. Uh, you're... Oh,
4: sure. I am indeed. You know, I just thought I would do things the real American way and uh, make my own fortune. You know, make a make a name for myself, be a, be a self-made elf. And I thought I would come and speak with you privately because you and I, we know how these things go. My my partner. Uh, is of is of a different upbringing and a temperament and I just wanted to first of all assure you that um, clearly though your vault is not impenetrable, uh, my inner vault is and I wanted to assure you utter confidentiality. That being said, I understand the way that these things go, you have a responsibility to your clients uh, above all and I wanted to discern exactly which of your clients would have been most affected so if you could just let me know about the contents of the safety deposit boxes and if anything was taken from those I would be happy to prioritize the, that retrieval he-
2: Loses. I mean, he's an elf, so he's kind of on the pale side to begin with. Yeah. But he loses what little color is there. Uh, roll me a persuasion check.
4: I was hoping. Ah! Oh! <laughs> so that's going to be a twenty-three. Uh,
3: just in case. That's persuasive. Like, oh yeah, you're you're
2: you're 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 persuading away.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know
2: how. We, we haven't finished a full uh, inventory of all of the boxes. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like... I, I would assume that many were broken in randomly. But there are three that are particularly wealthy clients. Some of our best mm-hmm. clients. Names, please. Uh, well, there's uh, the Petrov family, Petrov Chemicals sure um, i'm familiar with them the, the 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 trolleys trolley shipping and the Crofts. oh the
4: ravencrofts
2: uh yeah our role um history yeah we we're gonna say history
4: sure glad i took a proficiency in that thank you um that will be a 25
2: Okay. Um, Petrov and Trolley would be names you would have heard. They're fairly influential families in the city. Mm -hmm. Um, Ravencroft, on the other hand, I mean, they are the oldest of old money. Um, What's... is They were the Croft family until magic came back. Mm. Then they reveal that they are actually the Ravencroft family. That they come from magic that goes back centuries. That they are one of the people... One of the families that is always known about magic. Mm-hmm. There, there is certain degree of credence to this. There are various sorcerers in the bloodline. So there is a possibility that they are actually old magic as well as old money but there are also plenty of people in the world who claim to have been part of the magical world for years before magic became prominent again who are completely full of it and just want you know they 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 are the i was a fan before type people yeah um, so they're douchebags yes <laughs> very much so <laughs> But the Ravencrofts, there is the distinct possibility that these are actual old money. They're still dooshbag. I mean, they changed their name to Ravencroft. Those those are mutually exclusive concepts. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) But they, if there's something that was, of those three names, if any of them would throw up a bell, it's Ravencroft.
4: Let's see. And Mr. Jameson, you don't have to know what was stolen from the Ravencrofts. No,
2: no, they were always very specific about no one seeing the contents of their box. Many of our clients are. I mean, it, it's not all magical. I don't know if this was magical. I mean, many people hide. Oh, hide is such a strong word. Um, place, documents, of course. various family heirlooms. Um, we guarantee confidentiality. And a certain degree of discretion. Mm.
4: I mean, I understand. I don't let anyone see my box without, you know, three dates at least. So... Oh my. <laughs> but is there anyone in... Can who's... I roll a
3: rimshot check? <laughs>
4: <laughs> is there anyone in specific you... Are they aware of, of their misfortune? No.
2: Oh, oh, no. I see. If
4: uh is is there a contact or or a sympathetic individual in the family we can
2: well the box is technically in the name of marguerite ravencroft the matriarch of the family
4: Mm -hmm. and do you have a way to find her reach her she her summer home she
2: I, i i i wouldn't know i'd hoped that you or someone might be able to have found this and remedied it before I was able to contact or needed to contact the Raven cross. They would be quite cross and losing their business would not look good on our quarterly reports or yearly reports Understood. or Understood. my career. Oh dear me, well, oh dear me.
4: We're gonna try to prevent that Mr. Jameson so that you can keep your pension And uh, if anything, I'm sure that Madame Ravencroft would be more sympathetic to a a Covington wit. Thank
2: you. Um, I I will provide any contact information. I'll have Richard provide you any of that data that we might have. Um, Yes.
4: Excellent. Well, I'm going to go catch up with my partner. Thank you so much for your cooperation, Mr. Jameson.
2: Thank you. Much uh, appreciated. Much appreciated.
4: I'm gonna find my way back to Wallace. Alright, Wally, so I got some, some spicy stuff to dish out to you. Sprinkle um, the spice. Uh, apparently some of the the folks who were robbed in this here vault uh, among among Petrov Chemicals and Trolley Shipping, we have the Ravencrofts.
3: Oh shit, I got yeah. sorted into Ravencroft once.
4: <laughs> the the formerly known as the Croft family, as I'm as I'm sure you know, the Ravencrofts, old money, possibly old magic, old douchebags basically. Um so we might have to reach out to their matriarch, uh, deliver the bad news, find out who may have taken it unless you have a better course of action. Um, what did you find over here?
3: Oh, Jesus, I got nothing, man. There's nothing, there's like a couple coins and like some bills that you could just kind of picture having gently floated to the floor, you know. Um, yeah, a vault came up empty, to be quite honest. It sounds like you had better luck. Uh, very good.
4: Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find
2: anything. Do you have something magical, or are you just going to start with a perception check and see what we go from there?
4: I'll start with an arcana check. Okay. And then I'll do... Actually, no. I'll do a perception check, and then I'll do an arcana check. Um, Because then maybe I'll see what I have to look at magically. Perception is... um, Am I actually proficient in that one? I don't think I am. It's like 12. 12.
2: Twelve. I don't know if I'm I, Okay. I I Twelve. Head. Uh no. you what wa- as you kind of walk the circuit of the room and you walk by the door that leads I mean oh. I, I mean it's it's not a vault door, but it is a fairly heavily reinforced door of stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see something right by the door. Okay. Um, broken glass. Just a little bit of it. As if someone was cleaning something up and missed a little bit of the dust from some sort of something broken glass.
4: Okay. Um, also, can I investigate that? Yes. Okay. Um, that's, like, a 12. A <laughs> 12.
2: But with, uh, roll with advantage, because you started it from the perception check, so you got a hint.
4: Alright, so do you want me to roll 2d20s or just the... 2d20. Right. Right.
2: This is... Roll again. Yeah, yeah. For um, advantage, it's 2d20. Take your higher roll.
4: Same. Literally same. Okay. Good God. Wally, come here and and look at this glass. How the hell did I miss
3: this? And more importantly, how did Jimmy miss this? And also, what's glass doing in here? Roll a (laughs) perception check. uh,
2: With advantage. advantage. So roll the d20 twice and take
3: the higher number. Okay, so there's a 12 and a 6. Plus perception. Yes, of course. Uh, So 15. Okay.
4: There we go. We've passed the check. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
2: What's what you notice specifically? And it this has been done delicately. Mm. The glass is by this door, and something ran across the bottom of the door, and this door should be pretty close to flush. Against the floor. Mm -hmm. Something has been run and there's now about a quarter to half an inch of space in between the bottom of the door and the floor. It wouldn't be... It's been done really subtly. Mm -hmm. So it probably was done... this is not the sort of sloppy, crazy magic that was done to get in here. This was done carefully.
4: Do you point this out?
2: Yeah, and it, it and I wouldn't, and it's it's been done in such a way that it didn't leave globs of metal from the door. Uh, you know, Jimmy and Marks, definitely Jameson, probably were in too much of a tizzy to notice it because of just how so, artfully this was done.
4: And especially because they, they would have wanted to draw attention to something else, you know? So if you draw attention to a bigger whatever, um, and they're distracted thinking about, like, oh, my God, how did this thing happen? Then they're not going to notice the one subtle thing.
3: I mean, we already decided we were dealing with multiple suspects here because we had, you know, the girl whom we know about mm-hmm. on the camera who had some, you know, was casting elemental magic all over the place. Mm-hmm. But that means the person she was with knew what they were doing just a little bit more.
4: Right. Well, if, if the, there's any kind of a crack, then, you know, I, I'm familiar with the spell Gash's Form. Okay. Um, Basically, if you have any kind of crack, even a keyhole, Mm -hmm. you can just slip through over onto the other side.
3: I mean, but if that's the case then, why bother blowing open the vault door at all?
4: To distract us. To make us think that it was something mundane or big and sloppy and and not premeditated like that. And also, uh, you know, if they took all of the cash Maybe we would know that they were really trying to steal something from one of the safety deposit boxes.
3: So you make the big show to get into the vault, Mm -hmm. and then you go laser, or gaseous form, Mm -hmm. to get at the safety deposit boxes.
4: Exactly. Mission Impossible style. Uh, Yeah, I don't think they were after the the cash, per se. Okay. I'm going to do an Arcana check. Um... Okay, much better. That's a 24.
2: Okay. Um, There was definitely multiple forms of magic Mm -hmm. used on this door. Mm -hmm. The glass shards, not shards, I mean, it's practically dust. Yeah. um, Are radiating a conjuration. Um, I gotta just double check on, um, do you have detect magic, or is it just an arcana check? It's Just an arcana check. Do you have detect magic?
4: I don't. I okay. can pack it.
2: That's fine. Um, I was gonna say, th- that's about the best you're gonna get from an arcana check. That Yeah. That this, they're radiating conjuration, and it is some sort of, you know, much more subtly done, blasty type magic that was used. To cut the bottom off the door. So or like a
4: precise laser.
2: Something like that, yes.
4: Interesting.
3: What the fuck? Oh, hey Richard Marks. <laughs> that ain't right.
1: Yeah. Holy
2: shit. I mean, I guess Jameson told you about the mm-hmm. boxes? hmm Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. The those doors were locked they weren't melted there weren't nothing. it was just he was in a tizzy and for once that actually worked to our advantage because he went in started looking around and used some of the emergency master keys to open a couple of the boxes Yeah. and the first first couple were fine then he tried a third and that one and he was checking the log book because you know, we keep this this all real real not any kind of you know now, we don't use much in the way of tech in here anymore anyway mm-hmm. but we keep this you know it's an old letter bound ledger the whole nine yards mm-hmm. and he was going through checking and making sure you know I and mean, hey for all I know those for all we know those boxes were empty anyway sure but they, they're paid up and as far as the, the people have been in in the you know not too distant past so the only assumption is that there's be something in there mhm and, so, and however they got in, it was, well, clearly something to do with that damn door. Holy shit.
4: Do I have the number of the, the Ravencroft box?
2: Uh, I, I can get it for you. I was just coming in to check, and then Jameson, Jameson paid me to his office, but I was passing by and just wanted to check.
4: Yeah, I just want to sense if there's any kind of emanation from there.
2: Yeah, I'll get that, I'll get you that number. I also, i um, printing out an image a capture from that video recording so you can see the girl. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'm gonna go. I'll get that information. I'll see what he has to say. And I'll get that information and I'll bring it back to you. Out he goes. <laughs> uh, five minutes later, he returns. Um, he's got a middle folder uh, that he hands. Uh, this is the picture of the, the girl. Mm -hmm. and I got the keys to bring you in here and uh, well we got to go into the other way because you really only exit through that door through the vault. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll go around and I'll get you in and we can look at that box.
4: Excellent. Um,
2: So he hands you the photo and leads you out and around through the main vault, through the bank, come in and you're in the safe deposit box room which, if it uh, looks like every safe deposit boxing room you've ever seen in every movie or television series, just walls of boxes. Um, they vary in size, like most of them are fairly small, probably 8 by 12, mm-hmm. but there are larger ones on the other side, and he leads you to one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they took this one because they thought it was fun. It's box
3: 666. <laughs> nah. Of course they yeah. uh, I, 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 hold on. Hold on, though. Is box 69 okay? <laughs> all right. Oh, no. Box 42. They, they're all good. Um, <laughs> no <laughs> one's Wait, I'm not getting a nice here? No one's going to nice me? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, I mean, mm. I've I, I, when the Ravencrofts come in, you know... They they only deal directly with the manager and, you know, me because they want to be ushered in and someone's standing there when the box is opened. Yeah. Um, I mean, we even sometimes it, they call in advance. They bring some, you know, magic-y guy to make sure there's anybody invisible in the room. They're real paranoid about this. That. And Do they make
3: you turn around when they're taking things or putting
2: things into the box? Or? They have me step outside and wait right outside the door. Okay. Yeah, I come in to make sure that, you know, they. Jameson comes in with the bank's key. They come in with their key. Me and their magic guy, he, he's... Uh, sorry, I almost said something that I shouldn't... He, he's dragonborn. That's the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the politically correct term for that, right? Yeah, but, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm an old man, and I I, I got nothing against nobody, but th- th- sometimes it's hard to not call, you know, lizard guy a lizard guy. They, they prefer Dragonborn, and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying my best. Um,
4: well, we appreciate that.
2: Uh, but, yeah. Um, the... the, the I stand there with him While they He scans the room They get the Pull the box out Then Me and Jameson Or you know An old manager Whoever was the manager at the Time manager on duty mm-hmm. Leave And Eventually they Knock on the door And we let them back out
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I never seen what's in that box
4: Do you know the magic guy's name?
2: No He, he don't talk I know he works He works for the Ravencroft. That's all I know. Sure. I heard her, the, the, Mrs., the, the Mrs. Ravencroft. I know she once called him her vizier. Ah, uh, yes. But aside from that, I, I got nothing. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, I yeah. got the emergency second. Too. He takes two keys, click open, and takes it out, and it said... It's a fairly substantial box. It's probably uh, twelve by twelve and probably a good eighteen
1: inches deep. So it will fit something of consider. This isn't document.
2: I mean, it could be a, it could be documents. It could be a lot of documents or a big book, or it could be something. Okay. Grimoire. Right, or it could be something larger. Okay.
4: I'm gonna mm-hmm. Arcana. Um, twenty two. Oh wait, the fine
2: fuck yeah. <laughs> there was something in here that was real magic and okay. it's almost defies any categorization that oh, you've really? ever seen like this is something that was highly magical and you've got no f- particular frame of reference as to what
3: what it was got it. what is this
4: Wally, I'm gonna level with you. I don't know what the fuck this is.
3: Oh boy. But it's
4: but it's very strong magic, and it's.
3: What uh, does it look like?
2: Do we know what it looks like? Yeah. No, she's just it's reading an just aura. You know, make. basically leftover. Yeah. Okay. And it's, so residual.
3: it's like okay, so this is just imperceptible to yeah to non yeah like I folk. can't
4: I couldn't tell you if it was like a, a conjuration thing or like if it was a spell book or if it was like necromancy like it's just kind of a jumble of
3: stuff magic yeah. stuff
4: yeah
3: um I'm gonna need more coffee <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: uh, you, you need anything else
4: I think um. Our next step would, would have to be to find out. There's no way for us to know where this went until we figure out who their enemies are. So I think we'd have to figure out who'd want to
2: steal from them.
3: I guess we're off to the Ravencrofts. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, you've... Uh, he, do, he also mm-hmm. hands you... Uh, Contact info. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Jameson told me to give you this, to give specifically to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he Thank you. Gives you, uh, th- which has their local address, mm-hmm. um, the name of Marguerite Ravencroft, who is the matri- the, the well known matriarch of the Ravencroft family, and um, another name, a sort of a contact name that would often be used, you would assume possibly for a lawyer or something, but <laughs> it is. Just uh, Jamil, and it, no first name, no or no distinction between first name or last name. It is just Jamil.
4: I'm a little floored at how well my backstory and skill set fits into this <laughs> at the moment.
2: And this was all stuff I had already had. This was not like me playing to the characters. This was where I That's had so funny. I had specifically had and you a You heard of me th-
4: talking out loud. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, and um, so now you have the contact information. Yeah. You have the photo of the girl.
3: Yes, yes, I do. Um, W-N-Q-A. WNQA. Hey guys, Dan here, popping in real quick to let you guys know that uh, Matt guested on this week's episode of Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Uh, They read an issue of Power Pack where Matt got to voice the Master Mold and hang out with our buddies Jeff and Rick. So please go listen to that. And if you haven't yet, also go listen to uh, the Super Sons episode where Matt and his wife Amber talked about the pilot to the Birds of Prey TV show. Go do those things and then invite us on more podcasts. Bye-bye.
1: W-N-Q-A
2: Okay, so You're off to see the Ravencroft You have the photo
3: Yes Um, It looks, I'm going to be honest, it looks blurry to me I mean, there's definitely the shape of a girl And, you know, she's kind of pointing at the camera So, you know, she's about to light it up Um, It's
4: blurry But you can kind of see her So, she's not She's probably not human Maybe she's an elf Right.
3: I mean, if she can cast, then there are human. Ca- there
2: are yeah. plenty of human casters as well. Um, it's more intrinsic to yeah. elves, but there are humans who absolutely have the ability. Many of them are wizards who have learned the craft. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess, something as someone who's that the A sorcerer is someone with ingrained, born yeah. magic. Okay. Wizards learn yeah. Yeah. magic through study and text.
4: And yeah. warlocks make a make a pact to receive magic from an otherworldly patron. So And bards just
2: like the the blurriness would indicate either she is non human or possibly a warlock. Yeah. Because the conjuring of the otherworldly magic mm-hmm. would also disrupt some of the systems.
4: Does she have any yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate. The... Both of
2: you roll an investigation check. Oh, yeah. Nope,
4: I see nothing. I am I am rolled a nine. I rolled a twenty.
2: Not twenty. Okay, <laughs> a natural a 20. twenty is a is a very good thing. <laughs> uh, you, with your knowledge of law enforcement, and especially as you're you know part of the troubleshooters guild of this town, um, these are color photos. Mm, okay, and the Jacket that she's wearing is of. Uh, you recognize those colors. Uh, that is, in all likelihood, the jacket of the Huns. They are a biker gang. Ooh. Okay. And while she, from what you see, she's clearly too young to actually be a Hun, it's odd
3: that she would be wearing one of their jackets because of that Well, she's probably i mean she's got to be involved with the gang somehow i mean if she's not an actual member herself then she she knows someone she's Could family be her or she's yeah or she's dating someone that's it's it's one of those sure guess we get to go shake down some bikers on the way to the ravencrofts you do know that there is
2: in a a, a hun, there's a bar that the Huns use as their hangout. The Hun hangout. Yeah. The Hun hangout. So okay. you can you would know where that is. You are law enforcement. You, you actually have a specific ability. So that, that... I know where they hang out. Yes. That is basically what that says. You have a knowledge of local law enforcement and criminal activities. Oh, so my best. Um, <laughs> and so now you know where they will be. Or where they are. So mm-hmm. you can stop uh, on your way. Um, you have waiting for you. You were teleported here initially to get you right here. Mm-hmm. Um, here being the bank? Here being the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were teleported to the bank. Okay. But most teleportation works through point-to-point teleportation circles mm-hmm. that do sort of mass volume. Um, you can... Someone can cast a teleportation spell that moves you to a specific point, but that requires more resources for the caster. Yeah. Um, there are people, members of the troubleshooter guild, whose whole job is to move troubleshooters around. So you got ported here by one of those guys.
4: Yeah, so they were, like, ritual casters. Yeah. Oh, God. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Um, but most... I mean, airports have been replaced by massive... by hangars full of teleportation circles because planes are no longer the most reliable method of transport mm-hmm. partially because without the internet which no longer functions properly uh, there's no GPS mm-hmm. so you have to fly by instruments um, fast
4: travel I love it
2: yeah that <laughs> uh, I, for those of you out there who are keeping track of the world uh, after the event that returned magic people kind of came, came to the conclusion that energy is just energy and can be transmitted as such. So the first thing people started to do was figure out, wait, if I can cast magic, and magic is energy, and the internet is, you know, traveling, you know, signals and such through wires, I can transmit magic through the internet. It did not end well.
3: Did it create, like, a whole bunch of brundlefly scenarios? Yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed
2: it did. All sorts of things like that. Or, you know, somebody sent, you know, a prank email... To their, you know, tiefling friend who has fire resistance, only they sent the email, they made a mistake in sending the email, so when they typed it, so somebody got a, you know, spell with a big burst of flame when they clicked on the email that wasn't resistant to fire. So lots of, like,
4: coding problems and, and literal hexes sent through code. Yes,
2: Okay. Exactly. Beautiful. So that was why in No general, magic Venmo. Yeah, no. No. That is why the world has decided to shut down much of the internet as we know it, as a worldwide network, and there are more discrete, smaller networks controlled by corporations, organizations, things like that. It's it's more intranet isn't exactly accurate because it's it's is still connecting computers not just in one organization, but it's smaller intranets. Than one big internet yeah. to keep people from accidentally blowing each other up. So
4: phone companies, it's back to like, all right, AT and T holds this power. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, so yes, yeah. I'm trying to remember why I went on that tangent, but I went on it for a reason. For travel, because we really tra- Right. Like going to that. Yes. So yeah, you need magic Uber. Right. <laughs> well, you, as I said, cars and things do still work. Um. They. I mean, a you lot of a cab. you can hail a cab. You can hail an Uber, but Uber does, again without the. As yeah, like I said, there's no app for that. There's no <laughs> yeah. app. Smartphones still exist and are used often as magical resources. You can you know load spells. Your PDF.
4: Yeah. So it's like Kindle.
3: <laughs> yes. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, and. and well, what did, what did we say tech stopped at, like 1993? Something like that. Like an Apple Newton? <laughs> yes. Uh, eat up, Sorry. Martha. Sorry,
4: <laughs> can't cast any more spells, gotta charge my tablet, <laughs> grimoire.
2: And that's, the, that. many spells require a material component, but the phone, the, the thing on the phone can work around requiring some of those components if you're using a phone or some other device to channel the magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, most... DMs don't really hold people to having, you know, the exact spell components because they are a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Um, just uh, like, carrying around bags of emeralds. Who does that? Huge bags. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you need a feather <laughs> and three diamonds in the nose hair of an old man. Does that mean
4: that, like, craft moms, like, soccer moms, like, really big into scrapbooking, be- like, are really good at being wizards?
3: Yes. Now, I've, I've I mean with no canon. Etsy, that energy's gotta go yeah. somewhere.
4: <laughs> Amen. I've always had canon that um sorority girls would make great wizards because of all of the crafting involved in, in that process. And I I was in a I was in a Greek org, so just all of the the scrapbooking and the and the amounts of like just wood and 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 painting involved it's like already half of the components for any kind of spell
2: uh, so you um you make a, a you make contact with the troubleshooters mm-hmm. um, pretty soon two cars come out uh, one the guy hops out of one gives you a high sign gets in the other they drive off and now you have a car Okay. It's just, it, it's easy. I could, you know, try to make this complicated, but it's like, you know what? Yeah. In, in D&D, somebody always finds a way to get a horse pretty easy. So, <laughs> guess what? You're getting a car. Love it. Um, the location for the Ravencrofts is not in the heart of the city. Sure. They so, live... while
1: we're
4: here, we should...
2: Right. You can, you knowing where the Huns hangout is, you can, hang, you can head that way and then get a, you know, get to, on the highway to get out of town. It's it, it, Wayne Manor type thing, you know, out yeah. in the near suburbs that you can get into the city in like 15, 20 minutes by car, but they don't, they, they have, they have a mouse. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>, quite. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but but first the hunt hangout, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're...
2: That makes sense because
4: then you can use your your cop know-how and i can and then i can use my uh uh, rich (laughs) priss (laughs) know-how
2: so you you drive through the city you get out of the you know financial district you drive through you know some of the gentrified hell's kitchen-y sort of area (laughs) and then you head into the part of the neighborhood, the neighborhoods that you don't want to be in after dark. Right. Yeah. And it, you find at a corner a rundown looking from the outside bar with a whole bunch of motorcycles detailed in red and yellow, the color of the Huns. Mm-hmm. Um, you can park and you can
3: go into Sadie's, the bar. Sadie's. All right. I'm now in Sadie's. Okay, but yeah. it's Gryffindor colored bikes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: uh Are you going in? You're both going in, or or are you just going in? Um. Fancy a drink?
4: I do. I'm thinking if I should. If I. Nine
2: thirty, but it's five o'clock. Yes, don't work.
4: Maybe I should trail you. Um, if you go in there, do you know any? you have any contacts in there?
3: Uh yeah yeah I know a few of these guys.
4: Would they res- Do you think they'd respond well to me being there, or should I should I come in and kind of hang out with the crowd and, and try to crowdsource thoughts?
3: Nah, it depends on your definition of respond well.
4: <laughs> mm, valid. Uh, it's your call, Wally.
3: Listen, I, I would love to have the backup. Put it, right. back, put it that way. Well,
4: you'll have backup regardless. It's just a matter of whether you want to have secret backup or you think they'll just see through it. I'll come with you. Yeah, let's I'll let's be let's you. be transparent. I could use a Manhattan.
3: There we go. They know how to make that in there totally.
2: <laughs> so you enter the bar and it it's a bar. It's 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 a biker bar. Mm-hmm. There's a jukebox, there's a bunch of bikers, there's pool tables, there's a couple tables for cards. Um, it's early in the morning. I mean it's still about 9 30 AM. I mean, I guess the definition of Early is different, um, but these guys—I mean—it's still pretty active. So it is the distinct possibility that these guys were out last night doing whatever. Um, oh, and that's the other thing that I should have told you when you rolled that natural twenty on that die, um, just so you know the time code on the photo. Ah, yes, okay. Something that I probably could have told you at any point if you—but there is a time code on that photo. Um, That was 11.42 the previous night. All right. So it was shortly before midnight, Sunday into Monday. 23.42 military time. Yes. Um, The door opens and most of the people... I mean, there are a few people in here who aren't wearing the Hun colors, but most of them are in black leather with you know the red and yellow patches patches yeah. and things um and like uh, of, of the the back the logo is you know that floppy eared hat that people often picture Attila the honey um <laughs> th- these guys have no issue with cultural appropriation yeah. and so they went with something that they thought was scary and instead it's just a goofy hat on the back of the jacket I'm picturing kind of like a
3: Canadian toque <laughs>
2: and no one, you know, but the the Huns are big and scary, and so nobody points out that this is, that's not scary, and you, none of you people, well, I guess, what is the the number, how many descendants Attila the Hun has? Like, a tremendous number of the population is somehow descended from Attila the Hun. Yes. So, there are probably members in here who do share some particular ancestry with Attila the Hun, but they don't care. They just thought it, Whoever founded the gang just thought it was scary, and it's been around long enough that there probably wasn't the concept of cultural appropriation when the Huns yeah. were became the Huns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone, when you, the door opens, everybody sort of looks up, and the 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 the, the, the <laughs> silence. They all stop playing their games of talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the the. Jukebox still playing in the background. <laughs>
0: Damn, I feel like a woman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the janitor from Parks and Recreation. Who comes here after work. Uh, Shania. Yeah. Love
4: um, hearing Shania in a bar. Yeah.
2: Then they, they kind of look you up and down. They don't see any badges or anything obvious. You're not seemingly leading a raid. So they go back to their thing. Probably a little quieter than they would have been before, but they're not particularly acting scared. Okay, myself.
3: honeys.
2: They, they look. At least one of them on the bar turns around. Samson, you weren't on the force anymore.
3: Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm troubleshooter now. Silence again.
2: <laughs>
3: hey, we don't we don't have anything to do with any of that magic. Hey, 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 come on now. We're still friends here. I just... I got a case. I need a little bit of help. That's all.
2: The bartender who you recognize... The bartender is... He's in his later... He's he's in his later years. Most of the Huns are human, but there are a couple of dwarves mixed in. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably some other... uh, some there's at least one that is this gigantic orc, uh, like you could actually throw one. There's one bike out there that was like scaled oddly large, so it's clearly the orc's bike. <laughs> um, but the guy behind the bar uh, is uh, he is Phil, and Phil was like president of the Huns back in his younger years, mm-hmm. and still you know he now. As, his, as he gained in maturity and riding a motorcycle became bad for his hip uh, he bought the bar mm-hmm. and he now bartends pretty much every day and runs the bar and is you know, you knew him from back in the forest probably as you were coming up he was going into his sort of semi-retirement right what do you got, what do you got with that Samson? I mean, we we
3: got nothing to do with magic. I, guys, guys, just relax. Listen, I have a photo. girl in it is wearing hung colors. I just need to know who she is. We're dealing with a bank robbery investigation. Just take a look. I don't know.
1: Phil,
4: I think that we should get to know each other. Do you...
3: This is Sloan, by the way. (laughs) Hi,
4: I'm Sloan. Nice to meet you. Um, I bet you can pour a mean whiskey double.
2: That I can do. All right. he's got taste.
3: She was going to order a Manhattan. I advised against it.
2: She's got taste in drinks, maybe not with, you know,
1: company. (laughs) Uh, You're funny, Phil.
2: Phil pours you a double, Mm -hmm. slides it across.
4: I'm just going to slide like a whole $100 bill his way.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, it, it, you know, it's early on a Monday. I don't exactly got change for this.
4: Oh, no change just needed. Just had cards. it lying around my purse, well. burning a hole in it. So here's the thing, Phil. Um, we want to make sure that none of the blowback from this job we're handling right now hits the Huns Because we don't think that you have anything to do with it and the thing is, um, our client's client isn't gonna see it that way. So we wanna make sure that we get all of the information uh, because I don't think that they would be quite as understanding or as discerning as we are. You dig?
2: Phil? Eddie? One of the Huns at one of the back tables looks up. Mickey got herself in trouble again, Eddie. I told you, you can't let her go around in that jacket doing this shit. What are you talking about? I don't... Oh, crap. (laughs) Eddie, who is a 40-something human male um probably of some mixed descent um stands up mixed human race not mixed you know he's not just a white guy he's not exactly anything but he's just got a a look that is somewhat unique and different Mm -hmm. um gets up what do you guys want what do you got to do with my daughter
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie, we would love to just keep your daughter out of trouble and make sure that... Um, trust Trust me, you want us to be the ones who uh, talk to her or figure this out and, and not someone else.
3: Also, Ed, if I may, I'm just glad that you said that she is your daughter. <laughs> Sometimes I assume the worst. Sorry, yeah, character yeah. flaw.
2: She's my daughter.
3: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. She took that jacket.
2: She's... got gifts
4: gifts uh, uh, the kind of gifts that um, I may have inherited and she taps her ears
2: no she started reading I don't know she didn't have any magic stuff she's she's human mm-hmm. um, she
4: she made a friend huh
2: yeah mm. He made a friend, and then... Listen. I got a brother. Not biological brother, but... You got a lot
3: of family, Eddie. Yeah. I <laughs> got a
2: guy that I grew up with. And he... He got... I don't know how he got involved in some of this stuff, but he started putting a crew together. And when he realized... Mickey had this gift he offered to let her join i told him to fuck off yeah that that's my little girl but ever since mickey started doing this she's she's weird kind of scary
4: how scary eddie
2: he pulls his shirt aside and there's scar tissue um, it, it burn. Mm. she she likes to burn shit and when I got in the way and I told her she couldn't go she grabbed my arm and second degree burns and she was holding
3: back she said she was holding back what kind of other shit has she burnt?
2: property you know it started out you know little stuff like you know I came back and, you know, toys, books, things she didn't care about anymore. She would just, like, be giggling and just tapping them and boosh. Mm. And then, listen, man, I can't prove it. I don't want to believe it. We're not exactly, you know, highbrow folks and people know who I am and what I do. But we're we're family here in the Huns. Mm-hmm. Lenny Lenny was a Lenny was a Hun too. Lenny is my uncle. brother. Okay. Okay. And he was, but he got into this magic shit and we don't want anything to do with that. And so he 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 turned down the colors. But and I mean Mickey's not a Hun. But that was my jacket. That was actually her mother's jacket. But but her mother passed. Sorry. And that's about when she started getting into this stuff. Mm -hmm. But they, you know, I haven't seen her in the past eight months since she and Lenny went off and keep that mind out of the gutter on this too Lenny's a pain in the ass but Lenny looks at her like a second daughter okay like a second father second father All right. that's good to hear he he would never Mm -hmm. but he's he got into something and now he has some of his own little magic Mm -hmm. doodads with the 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 wands and things, and he's putting a crew. He was putting a crew together. Last I, last I heard, I've heard from him, but I haven't heard from her. He he still calls and tells me she's all right, and I tell him to go shove it and bring my little girl back. But that's There's
4: no way to reach out to him.
2: No, he uses burners. They're always different. But I know he said that they were all looking out for her. That you know. That his, the, the crew he we can trust his crew nobody's gonna mess with her, <laughs> he said frankly most never scared with shitless of her. Yeah. <laughs> I I if I hear anything. Listen, you bring back my little girl, a the Huns will owe you a favor. Mm, I like that. And two, I'll owe you a favor personal. You got a card? Yes, here. I hear anything from Lenny or Mickey, I'll let you know.
3: All right. Okay. <sighs> so it sounds like we're looking at more than two people here, if, we, if he's got a crew.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, standard heist. Yeah. Um, yeah, good to, yeah, if, I mean, I don't know if there are any Roll me moves.
2: a
3: perception check.
4: Okay, um,
3: 21. And uh, 13 uh, 16 you don't see anything
2: you just out of the corner of your eye mm-hmm. see a flicker of movement in the big mirror behind the bar mm. that doesn't seem to correspond with anything here it's there for a second and then it's gone
4: oh so it's like a magical spy situation
3: Possibly. That, that's, argue-
4: what, that's what Sloan would think. Right. A, t-
3: a two-way mirror scenario, perhaps. Yeah.
4: Um, very interesting. Um. So, I hate to, to burst any any favor bubble high you have going on right now, Wally, but I think that someone's on to us. And I don't know if that someone would be anyone involved in the heist. Or maybe anyone involved with the um, target, but I saw a flicker in the mirror.
3: All right, what do we do? What do we do with a flicker? You got an app for (sighs) that?
4: If only. Um, I can like look into it, but um, it's I don't know. It's likely that they just maybe know, but I can check. I can ask. Give it a shot. Yeah. I don't have any spells packed for that, so at least nothing in in particular. So I'm just going to go over to the mirror and, I don't know, arcana check or gently knock.
3: At this point, it's a mirror.
4: It's a mirror. It's a mirror. Just a mirror. Come and gone.
3: So something to just kind of keep an eye out.
4: Yeah, someone's on to us. So I wouldn't assume that we have the upper hand in, in any informational situation. But it's it's probably at this point gotten back to the, the crew, I would assume.
3: Well, fun. Um, yeah. So what do we do at this point? We can go looking for this crew. We still have to go see uh, Marguerite Ravencroft yes, about her do. magic as fuck box. Are you still in the bar?
4: I think we would have gone off to, like, a corner. Okay. Yeah, but we're still... I don't think we'd have left the bar. We're probably up, like, the corner of it, maybe?
3: Yeah, we're not yeah, back in the car good. or anything. Okay, just... Yeah. I, I'm just curious. More or less, are you standing
2: right by the mirror that someone might have been in oh, no, when no, no, you no. saying this stuff? No, mm-hmm. I
4: think we would have, like...
3: I figured as much, yeah. but... I, it, it, it Audio media, and it helps to be literal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm.
4: I, think, I think we would have kind of, like, found a... Found a, a not well lit corner. <laughs> Maybe you stand by the jukebox. Let's say we stood by the jukebox mm, okay. because that's a filter right there.
3: Did I mention my character loves Rush? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yes. Salesman! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. How yeah. tall is your character, by the way? Um, five, nine and a half.
4: She's taller.
3: She's 5'10". Wait, that's, that's like, that's not even looking yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, she
1: heals. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay,
2: so,
3: where do we, what's your plan now? Still going out to the Ravencrofts? I feel, I feel like a change, you know, if we're, if I feel like, you know, this might be a dead end for now.
4: Yeah, because we don't know where the crew would be. We don't know where to find them. We don't know where to look for them.
3: Yeah, no, Eddie wasn't all too helpful on that front. Yeah. Let's go let's go talk for some old rich types. It's time for a change of scenery.
4: Yeah, uh so you know how I grew up as a rich pris. Uh this is a, a fun fun uh, side of me I don't like people to see. So this'll be um this will be a fun time. They'll probably treat you like a peasant. Just know it's uh nothing personal from my end.
3: I, I look forward to all kinds of passive-aggressive shade.
1: Good.
4: Perfect. Perfect. It, it'll be a nice change of pace from our usual aggressive-aggressive conflict. Uh,
2: so, you use a map to find your <laughs> way out of to the Ravencroft, because again, no GPS. Folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there's still, I guess, map quests. I mean, you can, you know, yeah. have the, the directions, <laughs> but you're not going to be able to figure out you know, tra- live traffic. Any, anyway. um, so you make it into the the countryside, mm-hmm. and it's you, you've crossed the the river because you know all good, you know, big fi- fi- big cities in fiction have are surrounded by lakes and rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've made it across the river and into these sort of rolling, sloping hills. Yeah, and uh, you start seeing McMansions. Uh, big bits, bits of property. And then you're pulling up to the the address. And this is not a McMansion. This is very consciously built to look gothic. Love mm. it. It's like they, right, I mean, they're the, the big ornate gates with stone ravens <laughs> on the, you know, the tops of the gates looking down. Uh, you pull up to a, a, a gentrance uh, on the driver's side. You roll that. There's a stone of far speech. It's a magical communication device that is used for an intercom in this case. Okay. So you just yeah. kind of touch it to activate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's you know you you you've seen. I mean, this is fair. This is the I mean, these have replaced. So devices like this have replaced certain types of cell phones. Um, there are magic mirrors too that can duplicate Skype if you don't have the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, you, so I would assume you would know, you would know to roll them and touch the thing to send off a an alert inside the house. Okay. Ravencroft Manor. Who may I ask is here?
3: Uh, Detective Sampson and Covington Witt to speak with uh, Marguerite Ravencroft.
2: We are not expecting detectives.
3: Well, we're here.
2: <laughs> May I ask what this is in regards to? Uh,
4: this is on behalf of the Troubleshooters Guild in regards to your assets.
2: Please pull up to the house. The stone which when you touched it sort of started to softly glow goes dark and the gates open. Mm -hmm. You drive up drive up drive up because the house is set well back from the road to just make sure you all understand how important these people are (laughs) and you kind of pull into a turnaround Uh, there is a tall stodgy looking butler type waiting Outside, you are from the troubleshooters' guild, yes, indeed. Madam Ravencroft is currently indisposed, her voice will be heard from her ass- assistant and vizier Jamil.
1: Oh, good, Follow me, please.
2: Uh, the butler leads you into the house. Opulent, you know, paintings of various members of the family. All sorts of rich-looking, you know, art. It's like, that That might be a Matisse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but that, that painting looks real old and real expensive. Yeah. And you... Are led into uh, a study lined with books, and sitting behind the desk is a green skinned dragonborn. They are, as was somewhat tactlessly described before, as lizard people. They are dragony, uh, they have various breath weapons. You know that they would have breath weapons. They are The closest at this juncture that this world has to half-borns, most people, when when the magic happened, they were shifted into other species, were shifted into full-blood elves, dwarves. We're now only the first generations of half-dwarves and half-elves are now being born since the magic came back. Mm -hmm. Because, you know... If you were married to someone who was suddenly turned into an elf, yeah. you're still married to that person. Yeah, you yeah. just
4: have to accept that you're a monster fucker. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, the
4: the time has come for everyone who grew up watching Gargoyles. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. What was the, the Sam Humphreys, Our Love is Real, comic about a far future where you could love and be loved by anything? That, that's where we are. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that guy went on to write major books for Marvel and DC. After doing a thing about sex with sentient rocks for image. Good for him.
4: <laughs> Isn't that just vibrators?
2: Well, a little bit of comedy. A little bit of comedy. Um, <laughs> behind the desk is this dragonborn who is wearing. He's leaning into the, hey, it's magic. I'm magic and I'm a dragon person. Okay. He, you know, it's got like. Patterns and gold trim, and he's just sitting there. You have come from the troubleshooters about my lady's assets. Which assets? The ones that
4: used to be in a safety deposit box in the bank.
2: Safe deposit box. It is a fairly common misconception. They are called safe
3: deposit boxes. This, this is how we're going to start off, by splitting hairs. A- anyway, yes, something was taken from the safe deposit box. We don't know what it is, but we know it is very magical. So we've come, A, to deliver this bad news, and B find out more about it because we're obviously trying to find the people who took your uh Ms. Ravencroft's uh stuff
2: this is troubling
4: that's why we're the troubleshooters
3: can
2: I roll a high five check (laughs) (laughs) um roll uh, roll an insight check.
4: 19. Um,
2: 11. He is on the... The minute you said it was the safe deposit box, his whole demeanor... Like, he his initial demeanor was sort of like... There was a degree of contempt. Like, oh, why do yeah. I... Lord, what fools these mortals be right. sort of vibe. you mentioned the safe deposit box and he almost imperceptibly stiffens this is not he reacted to that particular box being broken into
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I know the box of which you speak
4: did you know that there wasn't anything in there anymore? that. We're both learning new things today.
2: My lady will be displeased. Yeah, how
4: yeah. is she doing? Is she is she in good health? We heard she was indisposed.
2: Indisposed in the sense that she is not currently in the home. She is off at a meeting with various others of her status.
4: Oh, hey, maybe she's seeing my folks. I doubt it, Elf. Oh, uh, sorry, have you heard of the Covington Wits?
2: I'm aware.
4: Got it, okay, just checking.
2: They... She does Ah. not serve
3: Belial in his ilk.
4: Good to know.
3: So when does your lady get back from this Illuminati meeting? (laughs) She will
2: return when she returns. I do not keep her schedule. She tells me where to be and what to do. And I do it.
4: So who does she
2: serve? She is her own master.
4: Right, so she is a lady without equal, so who's she meeting with?
2: There are others who have priorities that line up with hers of certain character and certain ability. They are who meet. I am not allowed at these meetings. No one is allowed at these meetings, but those who meet.
4: Okay, well, Jamil, who might have uh, knowledge of or take issue either with these meetings or whatever Lady Marguerite has in her
2: box? The object in the box is a statuette made from gold and precious stones it is in the shape of a rabbit my lady likes rabbits i will simply say as you have clearly already seen some of
3: this it is infused with magic Mm
4: -hmm.
3: my lady's magic your lady's got a lot of magic there rainbow rasputin
0: More
2: than you could imagine. I am highly displeased. The bank will hear from me.
4: So who would know about the artifact?
2: This particular artifact?
4: Well I am not
2: sure. This was something kept fairly quiet, we do not advertise these, there are more than one, maybe, maybe not, this might be the last, this might be the first, but it is something that my lady is experimenting with, I will say no more than that. But it is costly
1: Mm -hmm.
2: on both a material sense and an esoteric one.
4: So definitely not something you'd want hitting the undermarket. No. Okay, okay.
2: Although it is interesting. Using it would not be easy for any common criminal. Right. You would
3: need magical knowledge. How much? Quite a bit.
2: He reaches and pulls out a stone. It's semi-precious mm-hmm. blue dull not terribly expensive looking I cannot be sure this will help you this gem is the twin to one of the gems in the rabbit mhm it is dull because it is far from its twin. Got it. The nearer you get to its twin, the more clear it will become. My lady did not expect anything to happen to it, but forethought is important. She left this with
3: me for just such an occasion. So I guess the question is now, may we borrow your divining rock? (laughs) Please.
2: Whatever else you find, I care not for. The rabbit is not to be returned to the bank. It is to be returned to me or my lady.
4: Quick question before we go um, rabbit hunting. Um... Should we anticipate any kind of magic from it? Is it going to burn our hands off? It
2: is magical, deeply so, but you must pull forth the magic. It would radiate to those who can see magic, but it is itself not animate. It will not harm you unless you attempt to use it. Then, without the proper control, mm-hmm. it will kill you and quite possibly anyone within
3: two or three city blocks. Great. Well, now I know why it was in a box. In a bank.
4: Magic rabbit. Bomb.
3: Magic rabbit bomb. New mm-hmm. band name, I call it.
4: Or a vibrator.
3: I mean, it's shaped like one.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the little... Anyway. Thanks, Jamil. Thank <laughs> <regular rock laughs> you the rock
3: the magical stone.
2: <laughs> Waylands, see them out. The butler returns, nose still high up in the air, and leads you back out to your car. Uh, well, that was all together,
3: Uki.
4: Um... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... So, we're looking for a magic rabbit bomb.
3: And we have a glow rock that will help us find it. All right, guys. Well, that is it for part one. Yeah, this went really long, a lot longer than I expected. Um. So, yeah, this is going to be a multi-parter. Uh, I don't know how many parts I might do the second part in its entire, the rest of it, you know, in its entirety in a second episode, we might, uh, just intersperse bits of it as sort of back matter throughout upcoming episodes. Um, I'm going to play it by ear on this one cause I've never done this before. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this or if I haven't made it clear by the end of this episode, I am not a McElroy. Um, maybe that should be a new tagline for the show. All right. Anyway, that is it for part one. And uh, now pre-recorded me is going to do all the end of the show stuff. So take it away, that other me. That's it for this week's show. As always, you can listen to wmq on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at WMQComics.com, where new episodes move Tuesday mornings. You can support wmq and WMQComics.com at Patreon.com WMQComics where just a dollar donation gets you early access to episodes, the ability to promote your work on our site, and a customized bonus reading column written by our own Matt Lazowitz, built around the character, creator, or theme of your choice. And if we hit $10 in monthly donations, we'll start a new project, either a second podcast about the DC animated features, a deep dive retrospective on James Robinson and Tony Harris's Starman, or a manga for beginners feature. A uh, big thanks to our existing patrons, Steve Morris from Shelf Dust, Charlie Davis from The Young Ones Podcast, Robert Secundus from DocsTalks at XavierFiles.com and Scott Madrinsky from Mojo'sWork.com. You can follow WMQ Comics on Twitter and Facebook, and you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel P. Grote and Matt Lazowitz at MattLaz1013. Not a fan of social media? Sign up for our weekly Q newsletter, which gives you the best of WMQ every week in your inbox. Finally, and most importantly, check out WMQComics.com for all your comics news, previews, reviews, interviews, and plain old views. And we'll see you next time.
1: W-N-Q-A.